Hey everyone, Tri-State Sacks here. I'm playing around with Playbook this week, a series where Sammy and I... Um, welcome to Playing Around with Playbook, a series where Sammy and I interview educators, performers, and artists on their life experiences and knowledge. This week we're going to be interviewing um, Molly Miller. We're here today. Let me just get her on the live right, right now. Hi. Hi. Hi, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, look who it is. Also, my brother Sammy decided to join in. <laughs> what a so duo glad. we have here today. Hi, good to see you <laughs> thanks guys. Thanks so much Sorry. for being here. Totally. I'm in my car. I just, I'm in the middle of teaching and I wanted to find a quiet place. So that is my car. Rude. <laughs> awesome. I feel like mo the majority of the places where the interview take place is, takes place now are in the car. Corbin last week and now Molly. Corbin, oh, um, race all the LA people. That's what they do, huh? Well, we're on the go, of course. you know? <laughs> Makes sense. So uh, let me just introduce you for a second, Molly, for our viewers um, that don't know you yet. Um, Dr. Molly Miller picked up a guitar at age seven. She's been captivating audiences with her sophisticated and raw style. She one of, she's one of Los Angeles' most sought after musicians, recording and touring with artists such as Jason Mraz, Black Eyed Peas, Donna Massal, and Morgan at venues such as the Hollywood Bowl, Royal Albert Hall, Coachella, Red Rocks Amphitheater, and Walt Disney Concert Hall. In her feature in her renowned magazine guitar, Michael James Adam notes, she slings the guitar like a wordsmith, wry and sarcastic with a playful slant, and flows from hushed whisper to bursts of elation with a plum. She's in the house band on The Bachelor's newest ABC and prime, primetime show, Listen to Your Heart, which is so cool. Um, soon after earning her doctorate in musical arts from the University of South Car Southern California in 2016, she became the chair of the guitar department at Los Angeles School College of Music, a position which she still holds and is probably at right now. Mm -hmm. um, when Molly's not on tour, she's running a guitar department. Um, in the studio, but she also heads her own trio, the Molly Miller Trio, which is showcased on NPR's Fresh Air. To get us started, Molly, I'm going to ask you our staple question, which is, what have you been listening to lately? Pat Martino. Because Pat Martino, for those of you who don't know, is an amazing, important, influential jazz guitarist and just burning so good. And he actually just passed uh, this last week. And uh, yeah, so... He's, I forgot how good he is almost. Like, I hadn't listened mm. to him in a minute. And then I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, so I've been listening to him. And, I was, and it, dang. If, and I, yeah, I think I'm going to transcribe one of his solos because I forgot how good he, he really is. It's just like, yeah, I'd say fire and like, not like more <laughs> deeper than just how, how, how the young kids are saying it now. It's like, there's a lot of power behind what he's doing. Molly, can you share, you know, so Molly's my sister. Obviously, we grew up playing music together, playing rock and roll. What what jazz guitarist made, sort of was the gateway between being like, I like rock and roll, to like, oh, I guess I like jazz. Yeah, I had, this, I had this wonderful guitar teacher starting when I was like 15 named Steve Cotter. He's an L.A. jazz guitar player. And he used to burn CDs and bring them to our parents' house, you know, every week when we had a lesson. And... A lot of, you know, it was like Pat Martino, Jim Hall, Wes Montgomery. But the person, the first person he showed me that sort of opened my eyes and it was my, like, gateway drug to jazz was Grant Green. Something about the way he soloed felt very, um, 
it wasn't, it was tangible. It was, mm. it was like kind of a little bit simpler. Now I don't want to say simpler because it was pretty deep, but it was really melodic and his phrases felt to me like they were talking where he was like, Hey, what's going on? Want to come have lunch? You know, it was like very like talk. It was like, he was talking to me. So he was my gateway drug. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, with that in mind, how do you balance being a performer and an educator like you are now talking from the car? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I'm, I've been pretty lucky that, um, I've been lucky with timing stuff and being in, in academic settings where I've been able to like, you know, next quarter I won't be teaching at LACM um, because I'm going to be out with the congregation doing the Almond Brothers tour. Um, I'm fortunate that I'm in a position where I can balance it, but it is, I'm not going to lie, it's tiring some days, you know, I feel, I feel it more now, but I, as a, I, I'm used to being busy. I'm used to balancing what, you know, before I was in, I was, you know, teaching at a college, I was at a college, I was a student. And I kind of had to figure out that balance because I knew I wanted to be a performer of, you know, being on the go of going from, you know, a classroom setting to a gig, to a rehearsal. And I figured out, I needed, to, I had to figure out how to balance that, um, you know, a while ago. And so while it is a lot, and some days I'm very tired, more so now than before the pandemic. Now I'm like, after the pandemic, I think my stamina is not quite, quite where it was. It, it's a balance that I'm always, I'm always trying to figure out because, you, yeah. Okay. But do you have any advice for like, so Trista's obviously like, she's a decade, you know, she's a bit younger. She's at NYU right now studying music and she's an educator. Awesome. She's an awesome saxophonist. So like, how do you, yeah, I'm curious if you have any advice, something you would have liked to told yourself when you were 19, 20 19 and a half, 21, 22. The truth, I mean, the truth is, yeah, it's like, it doesn't feel like a lot of work to me because I love what I do. And in like mm. a really genuine way, like it's a long day. Like, you know, what I was supposed to, my, I didn't end up doing this gig tonight, but I was supposed to do was teach from 10 to five, essentially with like two hour breaks in there and then drive an hour to a gig. Typically Molly would say yes to this. Last minute I thought that that's crazy. I don't want to drive two hours for a gig, but it, it would I would have been happy doing it too because and I know I, I love what I do I love my students I love performing and so you have to hustle and it's hard I'm not going to sugarcoat it but my advice is I, I think so much of it is attitude because I could be like oh today's mm -hmm. a long day or it could be like this is awesome I, I get to I'm getting paid to, to teach the thing I love so much yeah. of of what I think life is, is a story you tell you tell yourself that becomes reality. Because either today can be a hard day or today can be an exciting day with filled with opportunities. Obviously, like some days are hard, some days are easier. But I think in general, I have a really positive attitude. Much um, better than me, I'll just say. We grew up in the same house. Molly is much better, has a much better attitude than me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I, and, but that is also why I get hired, like totally honestly, like- Why I don't get hired also. <laughs> when I get hired, yesterday this guy actually said that to me directly. He's like, I love you as a person. That's why I like to hire you because you show up and you're positive and you're happy to be where you are. And that's what I would say, show up, whatever you do, doesn't matter what you do, show up and be positive and be happy to be there and you will be successful. Whether it is that teaching job, that gig that you wish paid a little bit more, don't have the attitude of I wish this I should have that is like wherever you are I think being really present and being excited about the place you're in great things will come your way definitely thank you for that 
Um, with that in mind, um, do you have any mantras for that kind of time when you're feeling low? Don't, don't, don't let me scare you. That's, I think I used to be, uh, fear is a really big part, I think, of, of what we do, because what we do is like, it, we're so vulnerable, you know, you spend all day practicing and listening and trying to like, you care so much. And then you show up to the gig or you show up to your classroom and, and you get nervous and you get scared and you start thinking, oh, what is, what, why don't I sound like Grant Green? Oh, God, that person's so much better than me. And I do everything I can to not go down that rabbit hole of thinking about what other people want me to be or being afraid of, of what people are going to think. And every day I'm trying to not let those things come into my brain because they're kind of poison. Yeah, definitely. Definitely resonate with that. Um, in terms of performing, um, we mentioned earlier that you had you had toured with Jason Mraz. Can you talk about yeah. a little bit about what was what that was like? Yeah, I mean, I love playing with Jason because he is actually he's taught me a lot about. Sorry, I'm just opening my window; it's getting hot. Um, he's taught me a lot, like about positivity and like and. And yeah, that sense of, of he's so kind to everyone and playing big shows is so fun for like, you know, thousands of people that are like screaming and like, it's just, that's fun. But he's taught me a lot about like having that positive attitude and things trickle from the top. He's such a kind, intentional person that the whole team is really kind and intentional and works hard. And I love playing with him. He's, he's such a wonderful person and performer and he's a really dynamic performer. So that's contagious too. You know, when you're on stage next to someone who's happy to be there and, and like present, it's contagious. So that same sort of sentiment is true here where like, yeah, that, that's rubbed off on me a lot is being present and being excited about the place you're at. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that. It looks like we lost Sammy along the way there. I guess. Are you bore? Are you boring Sammy? We'll never know. Um, so in terms of playbook, um, we're so happy to have you here. Why do you think that playbook is so important in today's classroom? I mean, multiple reasons, you know, it, it's kind of the reason why is also it's, it's like the negative part and the positive part of why it exists are both true. Wait, um, the negative part is like, so many people are like, we don't get this beautiful opportunity always of being in the classroom with other people. And playbook is about as close as you have to that, where whether you're in, you know, you can be at home and play with other human beings. And, and also like in the classroom, you can utilize it. Um, so whether you're on the internet or at home, you can, you can really utilize this source. And See, I've always said this to Sammy. Sammy and the and the congregation boys are some of the not only strongest players and beautiful players, but some of the most like beautiful educators. I've seen I've worked with so many people and they I think it's because they love it so much. They know so so much about it. The history, um, the players, how to how to how to do this thing. They know so much about. So I think that makes them really wonderful educators. So yeah, I mean obviously the access to wonderful educators the passion that comes behind it. And then just for like, on a basic level, like it's a great platform. So yeah. Yeah, of course. And our wonderful educators include you, Molly Miller. So which is awesome. Um, I would also love to ask for everyone watching, where are you headed next? Oh my God. So I've been on the go basically since like kind of May, but like June, July, like I have every week I'm like, Nashville tour whatever like stopping around finally I this is my my schedule it's we're in the beginning of November 
I'm going on a week-long Hawaiian vacation in a couple weeks with my little brother right there. Oh. Um, and then after oh. that, my next out-of-town gig is not until uh, New Year's with these guys. We're playing Vegas. But yeah, so I'm just home. I'm actually getting ready to record my next record with my trio with Jen and Jay. So I'm excited just to be in my beautiful sunny California and Hawaii for the rest of the year. I know you guys lost oh, me for a second, awesome. but I'm back. Molly, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thanks yeah, well, that. thank you so much for being with us today. Um, it was awesome meeting you and talking with you, and I'm sure I'll see you more in the future. So everyone yes. watching, go check out her most recent album, St. George, which is Killin', and her upcoming tour dates with Sammy and On the Road. Um, you can check her out at mollymillermusic.com, and also be sure to follow us here on Instagram, Playbook Jazz, and at our website, this is playbook.com. So thank you everyone for watching. We'll see you next week on Playing Around with Playbook. Thanks you guys. Bye bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.